Welcome back to the Music Corner Riffs to 808s. I'm Trent. I'm Sebastian. And I'm Nate. And today we got ourselves six new albums that came out both today and throughout uh, the past month, I believe. Or might have been, or at least the past week, I know for sure. So with that out of the way, let's talk into the first album, which is the new All Time Low album. And uh, all I'm going to say is yikes. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing, just yikes. Dude, it was yeah. just, it's so generic. It was just a very generic pop punk record, you know? Yeah. That first song I've heard so many times because it was a single and I, I hated it. Uh, because like, uh, we, people were playing it at work, like on their phones and stuff and like in their cars. I'm like, I can't do this. And like, <laughs> they've all time lows had some, they've had good songs in the past, you know, dear Maria. Um, and like that entire album is great, but this one is just, it's, it's bad, dude. It's bad. It is. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like a bands like this too who have been around for years and are just kind of like struggling and everything just to come out with like something new and original. So they're just playing it safe. And at least in this case, it's pop punk safe. Yeah. So you know almost all the songs are going to sound the same. Now, like I know there's also like a Black Bear feature here too. I don't know how you guys feel about Black Bear. Uh, I don't care. Don't care. Personally, <laughs> I just don't care. No, I get it. Yeah, I mean, he's like, he's all right. I don't mind him, but like, even then, that doesn't do much for the album. Like, it's one feature for like a short song, you know. So, it, you know, it doesn't affect me either. It doesn't do anything for me. But yeah, overall, I mean, and this this is like not long in length, but long with the amount of songs. There's 15 songs on this album, and it's like come on <laughs> you know like just get it over with that's how i felt for at least most of the record honestly with this with this whole album my biggest thing is you can only polish a turd so many times before you can just lose its luster mm-hmm. and honestly this whole entire album for me just did not do anything for me i didn't feel a single bit of um authenticity like you guys said i I really just could not engage myself with anything. And for one, like I've never really been the biggest fan of uh, a lot of boy bands and a lot of more poppier acts and whatnot. But this in particular, I feel like the writing was just basically, um, you know, looking for that typical hot topic teen pandering that you can find with, you know, old Sleeping with Sirens material, and uh, even if you look at some of like water parks, old stuff and whatnot, you know, use it's just basically all this kind of, uh, you know, teeny bopper kind of pandering, and it's not my thing. I mean, you know, more power to you if you can actually find enjoyment, but for me, it's just it's not even something to have in the background. It's just it's supreme tasteless material. Yeah, and th- those were good. Um. Those were good uh, connections there to those bands. Like, it's the, the old stuff. Like, every, everybody loves the old stuff from this band, but, like, they're just selling themselves short with new stuff. Right. Yeah. It's funny, too, it's funny, too, because they've, like, toured with Sleep and Sirens and everything, too. Yeah. And it's, like, I feel like... I can't really say that was, like, their last, like, peak and everything when they toured with Sleep and Sirens. Because, I like, I, they've, like, I know they've gone, like, gold and, like, platinum, possibly, for an album. I don't remember exactly. That's and they the won old awards. 
Back in the right, back in the old days. Exactly. No, it's actually it was all gold. I see here. So wrong, it's right, and uh, nothing personal. We're both gold. Gotcha. But even then, they had some like <clears throat> single chart singles. So it's like they're still in their, you know, they're still in the game. But yeah, this record it just doesn't do anything for me. I don't even remember being advertised as much. You know. I didn't so... really about it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I barely heard about it. I was like, oh, look at that. They're coming out with an album. Cool. But so yeah, obviously we don't like it. Let's just move on. Yep. So the second band we have though, a more enjoyable act, uh August Burns Red's new album, uh Guardians. What'd you guys think? It wasn't too bad. With me. Oh. No, it, it, it wasn't too bad. Um I listen to these things when I'm playing like Rocket League and stuff in the background just so I can chill, focus, and it helps me focus on the music more. Uh because that part that part of the brain is going and that wasn't bad. I mean, it's it's a little bit different than what I listen to, um, but it w wasn't bad at all. Um, Sebastian, what were you going to say? So with this one, I, I really enjoyed it. I know we were talking about it before the podcast and everything, and I know we've all had like kind of similar opinions, but I know I was more on the camp of I really, really like this. Um, you know, I, I thought there was a lot of cool effects that they used. I really liked the screaming that they did. And I really liked the blending of genres a lot. I, the only thing is I wish they could have done it more. I wish they could have stuck with the spoken word on some of the songs and kind of used that more to their advantage and kind of made things seem less gimmicky and more like, you know what, let's try this and let's see if we can make it work. Hey, right. Yeah. Um... So, I, did you guys have you guys heard of them prior? No, I never did. Um, well, okay, I mean, a, a little bit, like from you, but that's about it. Right, uh, Sebastian. Uh, honestly, I I have um, a CD by them, and that's okay. about it. And I I'm not like the biggest fan, you know. I've never really seen them in concert or anything like that, but. I really do enjoy um, some of their some of their older works, and this album in particular, I would say, definitely got me back into listening to them again in more of a frequent basis than before. Yeah, going, All right. All right, the, going back to the spoken word parts, um, I like those as well, and, and and most any song that has like a a little interlude with the just regular spoken words, um, like <clears throat> first example that comes to my mind is Amana Marth. Um, on their album that came out uh, last year, Berserker, in Ironside and in Shield Wall, they both had little interlude parts, um, and it, I don't know, it's it's always breaking the song, but and it doesn't take away from anything, uh, musically, and it's it's a great great idea, if done very well. Right, but um, what I was going for, uh, I've known this band for a while, even myself. And uh, one of my first ever albums uh, by them that I owned was uh, Constellations, which is a very fun and like, like well paced melodic metalcore album. Um, but this new album kind of like, you know, was well below that. I feel like in terms of standards, considering that like there was no more. Uh, there was. See, I think the problem was a lot of the songs were kind of starting to sound the same to me, and it also was starting to sound like they're kind of like pushing more towards like a safe route uh with their last album kind of playing it safe as well with just like the regular like you know generic metalcore kind of stuff but um yeah this album i mean like it wasn't bad it wasn't good it wasn't the best thing ever but it definitely wasn't the worst and um 
I think that I do personally think that they can like uh, definitely push themselves into doing something a little bit more risky or a little bit more like daring, or excuse me, daring. And um, yeah, it's just I mean that's about it that I that that all I have to say about it because it just you know just kind of fell flat for me unfortunately, but. The band is still solid, and their older work is still good. So as long as it's still there, that's fine with me. You know. Yeah, and I mean, you listening to them before? I mean, I'm guessing that that's most people. If they listen to them before, they probably have the same uh, opinions about the album. Sure, for sure. And uh, and some like it, some hate it. But you know, as, yeah. as long as they're coming out with good, like at least decent music, and they're still touring with it, you know, it's eh that's all you can ask for and i have to say too if you do get the chance definitely check out august burns red live they are solid and they i don't know if they do it anymore or will be doing it anymore after quarantine but when i did see them they uh they did this thing where like uh instead of moshing they had everybody just dance in the oh, middle like cool. yeah like they did the thing where like um there's like boyfriends and girl like a boyfriend girlfriend couples like they were just like ballroom dancing i guess like in the pit and it was like what i heard about that i was like oh, okay that's really cool like and i even know the moment too like it kind of is like a little bit lighter but like it's like you know still metal so it's pretty cool that like a band like that can do that um but going on to a new uh another metal band album another metal band and a new album uh the new nightwish album I'm going to let you two uh, take this away because I know you two really like this one. Uh, yeah, I loved it. It was great. I'm a big fan of uh, the orchestral side of metal. Um, and they, and even the female lead vocalists too, um, they do it perfectly. I've never heard of Nightwish before, uh, but when you recommend that we uh, cover this album, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm down. Um, and I was completely blown away. I thought it was going to be a joke like Steel Panther. First song is called Music. You know, I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. But I, it was very good. I mean, I love, one of my favorite bands is uh, Corpo Clani and uh, Demir Bohir as well. And it pretty much is just a mix of that. And it it's done so well. And I definitely, um, I don't know if they have any older stuff. Let me check that out really quick. Oh, they do. They yeah. have yeah oh they, oh they got a lot of stuff i'm definitely gonna go back listen and they to have like that. and they've had like like two other singers too in the time before then oh really like before this album oh yeah there have been like two different singers the one was like a long time member i think her name was like tarja something like that it's a what was it I, uh uh what kind of band are they again they're, yeah they're from finland so gotcha. it's a unique unique name but yeah, yeah they've had uh two other ones before yeah copaclani is from finland as well so cool. the name the names are a bit weird um, Sebastian, what do you think, man? Right. Honestly, with this one, uh, one of my notes <laughs> cleverly puts it down as, "Wow, my inner uh, Lord of the Rings fan is screaming." You know, I <laughs> right. I get that. Dude. I, this this uh, album in particular was definitely well needed for me. I feel like I've been listening to a lot of the same, uh, samey samey kind of sounding music for a while. I've been listening to a lot more metal, a lot more rap. And especially since we've been reviewing things, I've been listening to a lot more like pop kind of music. And going into this, I was just really happy to hear orchestral segments again, because I, I am a clean, uh, classically trained singer and I love classical music as a result. You know, I just love any time you can put orchestras in anything. It just makes a band sound so much fuller. It adds so much more depth to a piece. And honestly, it adds a lot more atmosphere as well. 
you know the vocals incredible oh yeah i love high soprano opera type sounds and tones i just i if honestly if i could ever have any type of voice i would love to be a lyrical soprano but obviously i'm not a woman nor can i reach any of those <laughs> notes and sound good while doing them you know right but other than that you know this, sorry to interrupt yeah um no, you're good, this you're is good. one of my highest yeah this is like one of my highest rated albums all year definitely i put oh, this yeah. one at nine it's it's, def wow. it's definitely solid it's like uh, for me as well it's def it's a change from what i've been listening to because i i've gotten out of the orchestral stuff like i haven't listened to um Demi Lovato here in a while, um, just because like you know I've listened to most of their stuff. I've been listening to more. Um, I got back into like uh, Slipknot and uh, more Corn and stuff. I listened to the Nothing again, which is a great album. And then the, mm -hmm. coming back into that orchestral style, I was completely stoked. It was so amazing. Um, for me, I would have to say that this album wasn't quite my cup of tea it's not quite the genre of metal i would listen to however i do think that like i have to give credit where credit's due because like her vocals are awesome the sound of the band is pretty tight too but like it can only i can only listen to like something like that for like so long and considering this album is quite lengthy at a whopping oh, yeah. 81 minutes 81 minutes or about an hour and a half just about um it's it, it gets to be a little bit much you know like i can only but like at least it's a concept you know like it's not like it's just like okay here's a whole hour and a half of just songs you know like they do have that like second part where it's like all the works of nature which adorn the world like mm -hmm. from whatever how many parts that was like eight or something like that yeah um like that's cool like that's totally fine and i can totally respect that considering it's like it, there's a concept behind that or at least i assume you know because you don't just make a, a whole name for a certain part of the album you know it wasn't Unless supposed you, to be i think it was supposed to be a dual album as well yeah like yeah 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 i'm pretty sure at least like that's like you know the second part as far as i yeah. know but um i do have to give credit for like this um Wow, how do I describe this? Like the very like oh yeah, like the fantasy boss battle style of music that this yeah. album gives me, especially in like noise, like the beginning, like that is very like oh here we go, something's gonna happen. Like what are we gonna do? You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I love that about the album, and I can respect that, but not fully uh, a genre of music or band I would invest in. But if it's on in the background, so be it. Uh, so moving on then from there, going into a popular direction, we have the new Purity Ring album, Womb. And let me just say, this album is easily my favorite album from Purity Ring and almost probably their best album too. Although their debut album was pretty tight as well. But this album from the uh, electronic band Purity, uh, Purity Ring, it is, it's the same, like, you know, style that they've uh, been consistent with for the past three albums now. But I just think, like, uh, with length, uh, style, and consistency with this record in particular, I think it goes down as, like, one of their best albums, period, because it just has a nice chill vibe to it. There's, like, you know, you can just relax to it, like, do some work to it, you know, just have it up in the background even if you wanted to. But, like, it's definitely been one of the more enjoyable albums for me this year. And I know it's only, like, the first half of the year still, and there's probably plenty of more albums to come, hopefully. 
we can only hope <laughs> yeah, yeah but, <laughs> right fingers crossed but i can definitely say that this is definitely uh at least my top 10 uh favorite albums this year for sure uh nine out of ten was simple as that i loved it uh what did you think of the trend um well <clears throat> it's funny because i don't remember listening to this album I know I listened, to it, but I got I got lost in the zone of competitive Rocket League matches, so my mind just droned out every other thing that was going on, and I got stuck in the zone of competitive. Um, but from what I remember, uh, from the back part of my mind where this is stored, uh, it was good. Um, I'll I'll go back and listen to it and see, uh like again just look, get a re-listen where i'm not doing anything on a day like i'm not working or have anything going on i'll just sit there chill like read a book maybe i'll probably get lost in that uh right right just getting uh, lost everywhere yeah i'm, a, I'm an hp lovecraft kind of guy so i gotta love that lovecraftian horror but yeah i don't remember anything about this album <laughs> except for that it was good sebastian what <laughs> about fair. you man um you know i wish i had any sort of uh, liking towards this style of music. I've never gotten really into EDM slash electronic or synth pop, whatever you want to call it. I don't really enjoy this kind of music too much. To me, it's it's something that I just I, I just can't get with. I've tried and I don't, you know, hate it. I don't dislike it. Or I mean of course, yeah, I dislike because I don't really listen to it, but I can't say like it's like god awful. I can't say that there's no talent behind it or anything. It's just to me it doesn't make any sense in my mind. I have a lot of friends that are avid ravers and you know whatnot. I can't even do that, so I can't even get behind that part of uh, the music genre as well. So I just sadly can't really get into it. I tried. Um, it's just a little bit too mellow, a little bit too um, kind of slow and i don't know it just it doesn't really do much for me i honestly if i really want to listen to some electronic anything i'm just gonna go daft punk because they're like the one shining torch in the crowd that i can actually cling on to and listen to without feeling any sort of boredom or anything right yeah and it's understandable see like what i've come to learn and all about uh like edm or like synth pop or whatever you want to call it and all it's that like it's I'm definitely picky when it comes to that because there are bands or groups, projects, et cetera, whatever you want to call them that just have like a sound that it just, it's, it's like, it's boring and it just sounds like everything else. That's for one thing. Yeah. And another is that like, if it's only electronic stuff, like, okay, I love, you know, like the lo-fi playlists on Spotify. Those are God tier, yeah. but I'm all, I'm a Skrillex kind of guy as well. So <laughs> see for me, I don't mind that dubstep style, but I only if it's like mixed in with another genre, like if it's metal and dubstep, cool. like, like corn, corn with Skrillex. Yeah, that's interesting. That's like an interesting combination, and I can get down with that. But if it's just standalone, like Skrillex, or standalone, like electronic music with just like, you know, it's like what I like to call it. It's like, you know how like streamers are like the whole like, oh, in five minutes, I'm going to be streaming. And like they have that wait music, and it's always like sometimes like electronic dubstep stuff or whatever. It's like that's kind of music that I'm just like, eh, yeah, bleh, whatever. But if they're singing or at least some kind of vocals in these, I'm. 
that's like the big factor that makes me enjoy it more. And that's why I think I enjoy Purity Ring as much as I do because it's a combination of the electronics and stuff with her singing and also some distorted vocals here and there too, which again, I love. It's something that adds flavor to the album and to the music. But standalone dubstep or electronic stuff, nah, nah, not for me. But uh, yeah. So moving on from that, uh, we'll go to an album that you guys love very much, the oh, yeah. New Testament album, Titans oh, of yeah. Creation. This album is one of the best albums this year. And Testament I got off of for a while uh, because of Brotherhood of the Snake. And there was one more album that came out. Uh, where was it? Brotherhood of oh, The Gathering. I wasn't really a fan of the the gathering or brotherhood of the snake but as soon as this one came up i was like you know what? i have hope i had good hope for this one i was like let's see if this one's good and it was it was so well done <clears throat> there's not one song that i don't like off this album <clears throat> looking at it right now uh symptoms was amazing children of the next level the opener it just comes right at you with that same thrash style they were thrown back in the day um code of hammurabi uh they, all these songs are great and me being a Destiny 2 player, I immediately thought of that when I saw Ishtar, uh, Ishtar's Gate. I thought of it, the Ishtar Collective, uh, the Curse of Osiris. But, I mean, it's good to have a connection like that. <clears throat> but this album, was it was so perfectly done. No problems with it. I know, Sebastian, you and I were talking earlier um, that you and I were going to go back and listen to it and learn the bass for it. Because that bass is killer. Oh, yeah. I mean... They just really, really hammer on the bass notes for this uh, album. Coda Hammurabi is probably one of my favorite bass songs I've heard in quite a while. And I, uh, I've i been kind of like listening to it by ear and, you know, seeing what I can play or not. Sadly, I don't have an active bass, so I can't really get the exact tone I'm looking for. But um, it, it's really, really awesome. And honestly, them going back to the, the more thrashy roots that they're known best for... It's just, it, it's great. I, I love when artists, you know, experiment and change over time, but sometimes going back to your roots can really, really be beneficial for a group. I mean, look I at agree. Metallica with, uh, look at Metallica with Death Magnetic. I mean, they had a while where they're very experimental, mm -hmm. but they came back with Death Magnetic. And I know not as many people like that album, but for me, I thought it was a well-deserved kind of comeback from Quite Sanger. a crappy couple of albums. <laughs> yeah, Lulu. I didn't want to name Yikes. a couple of names there, but I, we, you know. every, I mean, we, even if we didn't name it, everyone knew anyway. But oh, yeah. <laughs> no, Death Magnetic was good. That was a good one. Yeah, and not to mention this album too. I mean, there were some very politically charged pieces, and I realized I very much miss that in music, and especially now with. The kind of world that we are living in you know pandemic or not you know we I, I feel like music should still be a voice for politics in some sort of aspect you know if you talk about things that kind of charge emotions you're going to get a reaction out of a crowd more and not to mention you know bands like system of a down whatnot you know they made a great ass market out of it and uh even rage against the machine coming back and whatnot like Political music still can happen, and it can still be quite awesome to listen to, and it can 
really kind of show people who are kind of blind to it all, you know, kind of what's going on from artist perspective, even. Yeah. And, I, 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 my bad. Yeah. Um, a good, no, it's okay. Don't a good representation of that is body count. Um, exactly. With the, the oh, yeah. song, the song black hoodie. I know I've said it before, but the song black hoodie is all about, I mean, it's about, uh, an African American getting shot and like n- the news not covering it and all this stuff. And I mean, it's ice T he's politically charged anyway. He's so political, but the metal bringing that back is it, it's great, and they did, Testament did it amazingly with this album. Going off that, um, like it's definitely interesting to see like you know politics being involved in like all music, whether it's like metal or punk or whatever, especially like punk and hardcore because that's like the big spot for like any sort of like political opinions or thoughts or like you know anything to do mm-hmm. with that. That's where it goes. Um, for me personally, I don't like. Okay, I'm very, 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 very picky with political music because the bands you listen, Sebastian, like System of a Down, like Rage Against the Machine. I, I don't mind that at all. Like, it's, like, fair politics stuff and everything. I just, like, I don't really dabble with politics in general. So when I hear the music, I'm just kind of like, well, mm, all right, all right. But, like, when it's, like, something, like, I'll give, like, an example here. Uh, Straight from the Path, they have a song. It's called, uh, was it, Alt, not all, or uh, it's, like, Alt-Right something. I don't remember the exact name of it. I'm going to pull it up right now. But, like, it's just got, like, uh, it's just really like the lyrics is what like make it makes it sound like you know it just makes it sound dumb because like, i don't remember the lyrics it's just like you just got knocked the fuck out and it's just like it's all basically about like uh something like against trump and all how like he's a nazi or whatever and like how they're like gonna beat up nazis and everything and i'm just like i mean go, go off but at the same time i don't really want to hear that in my music a lot like i can only take so much politics you know what I'm don't saying? tell billy joe armstrong that i'll cut the I stream mean, one, down quick yeah i mean cut one thing i can say like about politics and music just to you know, I'm not going to try to keep this discussion going on for too much longer, but, you know, um, with politics and music, there is a time and place for it. You know, um, Absolutely. a great example would be yeah. looking at all of the music that came out within the era known as like 65 to like 72, mm-hmm. you know, all the Vietnam, anti-Vietnam songs, yes. pro-Vietnam, you know, pro-president, non-president, you know, pro-communist, non-communist. It's it just really kind of paints a landscape of what the climate is like. And honestly, sometimes politically charged albums and songs could make a difference because not all of it has to be on a particular side. You know, it doesn't always have to be left. It doesn't always have to be right. It doesn't always have to be for or against anything. You know, it can always just state the facts and be like, you know what, this is screwed up. And you know, why are we picking sides when this is how shit is, you know? And one band I always give credit for that still is still System of a Down. You know, I always will go on about them. And, you know, of course, we can always make the joke how they'll never come out with a new album and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, like, I just don't think there will ever be a band that's that was so political, but yet not so controversial about it. They did, you know? Like, they didn't overdo it. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't make a spectacle out of it just for attention. It was just more of like, we're gonna let you know how things are, and you know what? We're also gonna throw songs your way that aren't about anything at all. <laughs> and really? 
you know, it just, I don't know that that's all. That's my two cents on the matter. And, yeah. you know, this Testament album, definitely um, one of my favorites all year. I gave this one like another nine out of 10 for me. This was probably the first week I had where I gave more than one nine out of 10. And and if you enjoy like all two, you, you know what I'm saying? Like good shit. Yeah. Um, so Nate, what were your me? thoughts on the album? <laughs> Getting back on track. <laughs> right. Um, so I'd never really listened to Testament prior or anything, although I did know that like uh, there was a different uh, vocal change, at least in the past few years that I'm aware of, where mm -hmm. he's now doing more growls than he is with that higher thrashy uh, vocal style that was familiar in the uh, 80s and 90s. But this going into this album, not knowing them that well, or even like the genre that much, uh, other than like Metallica and Slayer, et cetera, whatever. Um, I liked it. I really enjoyed this album a lot. Like Children of the Next Level, I thought it was like an awesome opener. And, and just like going through the album, like World War Three, uh, Symptoms, Lost Prophet, The Healers, Curse of Osiris. Those were like some really solid songs for a band that I'm not even familiar with that well. So, honestly, and I would like really consider uh, listening to their older stuff too, especially like uh just to see like you know the difference in like vocal styles and everything like on the spot listening to the albums and all that but yeah i mean i don't have too much else to say about it but overall this album i thought it was really solid i thought yeah. it was a really good album and if you, i got i will definitely um, give it more if you do want to listen to uh some good uh newer stuff uh from dark roots of the earth back in 2012 um and some old stuff um souls of black that's a great album you may or may not know the song practice what you preach that's a popular song from back in the day it's like their most popular one yeah it's one of the more popular ones and a lot of people know it so i, um, I gotcha yeah, yeah i'll look into it uh so now going into our final album of the day we got the new dua lipa album future nostalgia and let me just say knowing absolutely nothing about her or any of her music really because maybe like i heard one song but just like yeah whatever like didn't fully listen to it this album was awesome for the most part i thought the disco style the funky electro pop style that she possesses in this album was top notch and she pulls it off so well especially with the big inspiration from like 80s artists like you know like madonna like 80s and 90s like madonna gwen stefani blondie you know she's like blending all of that in to this album and it's like it, it, it comes off as like something so beautiful it's just like oh my god i'm going back to the past it's very nostalgic you know as the title says um although the last two tracks good and bed and boys will be boys were very like they didn't sound like they were anything a part of this album like it could have been like a b-sides for all i knew but the last two tracks i could just I don't, I don't even care for those at all and i just like especially good in bed that just had like a weird vocal style that she was doing with the whole ba, 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 ba. like i thought that was just kind of like very weird for the chorus but i mean it's artistic value i guess what are you gonna do but overall yeah every other song on this album is a bop in my opinion it is fun and i highly suggest it to anyone who loves any kind of electro disco pop style of music so that's my take on it. Well, getting into it, uh, the first thing I put down on my notes is the bass gets fucking bow. I mean, <laughs> I 
I just <laughs> I, I love groovy bass lines. I've been really dabbling within that genre and whatnot and like using more synth with my playing and more like swells and whatnot, trying to like kind of make like these kind of uh kind of canned beats out of a bass. And it can work extremely well, especially when you dial back that tone and you just kind of just let it ride, you know, you just let it go. And this definitely helps a lot. And the mix definitely holds up with it because, of course, this kind of reminds me, if anything, it reminds me of Get Lucky uh, by Pharrell Ooh, and yeah. uh, Daft Punk, that kind of combination. It reminds me a lot of that because it's more it's more poppy than anything, but it's also very, very just fun and laid back to listen to as well. You know, um, her voice also, her voice is very unique. I, I can't like say that a lot about a lot of new pop singers nowadays, just because I feel like they all just, when they follow a trend, they usually stick with it. Her voice kind of reminds me if, uh, Alanis Morissette kind of went a little bit more, uh, poppy and maybe held back some of the yodel segments. And yeah. uh, yodel, yeah, basically, like, if you don't know, like, I, I promise, like, I don't mean, like, actual literal yodeling, but yodeling, basically where you, yodeling. like, retract your, yeah, you, like, re it's basically, like, where you retract your voice and kind of, like, keep it. But the other thing I really like, too, about her voice is just how well-placed a lot of her syllables and pitches are. It's very masterful in the technique, and it truly shines with the rest of the mix. It's not too much out of it you know it's not too many belting you know parts or anything like that it just all comes together and the album just comes full circle by the end of it and i i do agree with you nate on the last two songs being a little bit kind of i would say lackluster compared to the rest of the album yeah. and i could take yeah. them or leave them but honestly even that being said the album was still phenomenal in every other aspect you, you guys pretty much said it all there. I have nothing to... <laughs> I liked it. It was good. A different style than what I'm used to listen to. Like you said, Sebastian, the bass, it just... It gets down. It's so funky. It's... Yeah. It, it's a complete change from what I... I mean, last al pop album that I liked was The Weeknd that came out. Yeah, and that's like, right. It, it's so different for me, but it's so great to hear that bass just pop out at you it's like oh it's so good i have to say i do love that artists at least like uh the weekend and dua lipa uh have been like going more for that 80s sound and just yeah. the 80s 90s pop sound i love that like that's my favorite style of pop like, like the, just the, the weekend with the synth yeah the bass, the synth, everything like that's like that's like a, a guilty pleasure of mine. Like I love. That's not that even a shit. guilty. That shouldn't even be a guilty pleasure. That's just you know just a pleasure. Music. It's pleasurable. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It and is. like I think that's I think that a lot of artists should highly consider like going down that route because learn from it. <laughs> there's the, right because there's nothing like I can't really think of like much that isn't influenced by like eighties and nineties that mm. like isn't carried over to today, you know, like, I mean, I could say like Childish Gambino, he's got like, he's blending everything. You yeah. Know? He's, he's blending like sixties like, and 
It just, it's kind so of like bad. every like decade. Every decade is included. <laughs> every decade yeah, is a new album. <laughs> right. Seriously. But, um, and he pulls it off well. But, like, I mean, there's just, like, some rappers and just hip-hop artists, pop artists that just, like, stay with the, this is the same typical formula of writing an album and or song. Yeah. And because of that, it's why it gets so stale fast. Like, um... Like Selena Gomez, you're like who? While the I, <laughs> like while I thought her album this year was like, it was okay. I mean, there are some tracks I definitely saved to like a master playlist, um. But you just hear it and you're like, well, I've heard this song, a similar song before, you know. Like she's not really doing too much that's like different. Although I'm sure she's trying. And I have to give credit to that at least a little bit. But, I mean, there's just, it's just all the same anymore. That's probably why – I think that's the big reason why I was uh, – I, I had been, like, away from pop for so long uh, was just because it was just the same. You know, there's nothing new, nothing innovating to uh, pop music at all. You know? One, one last thing I do want to add about uh, new music and trends – one thing I've really missed throughout the years, it's not 80s, because, like, honestly, like, I have my own opinions about the 80s nostalgia, and I think it's a little bit too much sometimes, because I feel like, you know what, the 80s, they had great music, okay, and hmm. they had great films, but at the same time, like, I was tired for a long time, and I was feeling very, very drained of the whole, hey, this takes place in the 80s, or hey, let's remake a movie from the 80s. Hey, let's do this from the 80s. Okay, when know, we're I, talking remakes and everything, like, not to get into movies or anything, but I do get that, because that is just like, uh, okay, like, you're overdoing it. Just stop. Yeah, and it's understandable, but, but with that being said, there was something from this album that I have just not been hearing from pop. And it's a simple word. It's called fun. Um, hey. Hey. I I honestly miss pop being fun. I'm tired of all this emo, all this sad acoustic ballads, all these whiny ass fucking songs that are just so pandering and just so boring to listen to. You know, I of course there is a time and place for everything, but with the world we're living in. I don't want to hear another god dang Adele album. You know, I, I I mean, I love Adele. I love her voice, but, you know, I don't want to hear another sad rap, another sad song. You know, I want to hear stuff that will bring me up. And that's why primarily I've been listening to metal because metal, it doesn't really do that too much. And that's how that I noticed. And honestly, like, it's just, I, I really just miss fun within music. And I'm glad Dua Lipa was able to pull together and give us something fun to listen to while we're just staying at home, being all depressed and, you know, scared to go out, you know? Exactly. And it's unfortunate that we have to live in a time like this and all, but, like, yeah. it's artists like her who are, like, you know, doing something different and, like, you know, being like, hey, I know it's shitty right now, but let's just have some fun. Let's just sit down and enjoy this album. It's got a nice nostalgic factor to it. Yeah. And yeah. don't don't get and me I wrong. I I love I love me some little Pete here and then. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's too um, many knockoffs. There's too many little Pete knockoffs. Yeah. Um but they you know the depressing stuff, it gets depressing after a while. <laughs> um <laughs> go figure. Yeah. But no, Dua Lipa just 
pulled it off so well. Uh, and Seb- Sebastian, you were talking about somebody who's, who was uh, who was kind of like Dua Lipa a little bit. Sort of a J or something? Oh, uh, Jamiroquai? Jamiroquai, that's Jamiroquai, what it was. Yeah, yeah I, I really enjoy their work. Um, honestly, if, if uh, listeners, if you guys want to listen to um, if you want to get into this segment, um, oh yes, I know. was. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just since we're like finished with the Dooley problem, obviously. Um, what uh, we wanted to start doing now at the end of every episode is just like give like a little bit of like a like a band or music album recommendation and all, just for like the listeners at home to check out. You know, why not give it a little chance? And uh, since we're on it, Sebastian, I'll let you take the first one away. Okay, so the band I want to uh, talk about and highlight for my first one, I want to talk about a band that is pre- like very predominant in the uh, LGBT communities and a lot of the hipster communities and a lot of the funk communities as well. They hit a lot of great spectrums. And the band is called uh, Jamiroquai, as you heard me mention earlier. And the album I recommend to listen to is A Funk Odyssey. They like to blend a lot of the kind of disco uh, groove with jazz and um, very, very nice and like happy vocals along with it. You know, it's very fun music to listen to when you're not feeling so hot or anything like that. And you just you just want something to kind of take you away for a little bit and give you something different, you know, something that's from a different time and all that kind of stuff. And not even just to play in the nostalgia, but they're also just masterful and brilliant musicians they present a lot of uh groove in ways that i don't really see a lot of groove musicians do and not to mention that just in general that their music is just so fun and it just lifts you up right away and i can't really recommend them more than that they're just great all around um two bands that i recommend um it's going a little bit far off the spectrum than what Sebastian was going to. Um, Opeth and Candlemass. Um, I'm a big progressive guy. Uh, I love Opeth with a burning passion. Um, and like Sebastian was saying, you know, uh, more of the uh, like there's there's like six slower stuff, um, and it's different. Like you were saying with Jameer, quite different. That's why I like Opeth because they've got a lot of different styles and stuff going on um a slower song window pane it's beautifully done uh it's like seven minutes i think uh yeah eight minutes seven minutes 44 seconds it's um very slow song um and then a 10 minute song from them that is just bursting with power is ghost of perdition so i mean you have the change in styles um and uh I think Windowpane is off of a duel, um, Damnation, and I can't remember the other one, but Damnation was slower, and then the other one was, it just, it was metal, heavy stuff. Um, Opeth. Yeah, Opeth is very, very good. One of the best progressive bands of all time, except for Dream Theater and Tool. uh, What would you say uh, was your favorite, like, era? Because I know, like, there's, like, a big split with some fans, as far as I know, with, like, the whole old growl vocal style and like the new singing style like which one would you say is your favorite i like both i really do i'm not i'm not picky when it comes to opeth because i know that there's different um you know things change with time changes so um 
Agreed. And that's not a progressive joke, all my 13, 16 people out there. Um, <laughs> I'm more uh, of a 6, 8 kind of guy. <laughs> wow, 3, 4. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I don't... I'm not I'm not picky. I love most most eras of them. I mean, know the the new album that came out, it's in French or something. I can't remember. Um, I speak German, so <laughs> um, it was it's it's uh I don't I feel like the album of, uh, preceding in I think it's Incauta of the Nenum, but I'm I don't speak it. Uh, Sorceress was a great album. Um, that entire album, it's it's most of it's slower. Uh, it's the you know standard Opeth style, but you know it's smooth. But moving on from Opeth, Candlemass, um, that's old metal. That's like your standard. It's not really thrash, just basic heavy. Um, the lead singer, he's uh, he's got very good high notes and low notes. Uh, the song Solitude is one of my personal favorites, as well as um, Bewitched. Those are two amazing songs. So check those out. Um, if you would if you want to if you don't then hey you know do what you ever, do whatever you do what about you Nate what recommendations you got uh today I am going to recommend Burials and their album In Darkness Burials are a uh, metalcore slash hardcore band uh but on this album they have both of those and a little bit of new metal infused in this record uh specifically on the songs like uh, Love Machine and uh I think it's called Romance I believe I can't think at the top of my head but like uh those ones have like that very uh Deftones-esque vocals much like how it is on like that new Loath album like his clean vocals on there it's kind of like that style but like more you can understand what he's saying i guess somewhat i think that's just like a very uh popular style of vocals though that a lot of bands nowadays like kind of try to go for just that deftone style which i get because deftones is a very influential band especially to a lot of modern day bands but uh other than those two tracks the album is just full of like hardcore you know breakdowns and like somewhat unrecognizable or understandable vocals uh you know break break just like ugh, just heavy stuff you know the heavy shit and uh if i were to suggest any songs on there specifically it would be the title track in darkness and uh i suffocate both of those definitely uh big crowd kill songs if you will but um <laughs> yeah yeah it's a it's a doozy crowd kill but right right it's crazy but um yeah i think that's gonna wrap up today's episode uh, uh unless you guys have anything else to add before we sign off um just hope everyone's staying safe um absolutely do your part do your shit <laughs> your shit let's get through this together and hopefully soon we'll be done with this you know what i'm saying and we can get but, another video podcast up <laughs> and we can get some more concerts that would be great yeah i go i want to go see freaking flesh god dude dude i just oh, want to see i just want to see something more than like you know what i've already seen this year like i've only been to a couple shows but like man i want more yeah, yeah. but, but uh, uh everybody be safe yeah we love y'all trent sebastian as always thank you for coming yes sir yeah. All right, and this is the Music Corner, Rips to 808s, signing off.